we as older women are more comfortable in our skin and we have confidence that younger women just don't have. That's the beauty of age. Hi everyone, this is Diane Gilman, formerly known as the Queen of Jeans, but now the proud host of my podcast, Too Young to Be Old. And if you are thinking to yourself, oh my God, I need to reinvent myself now that I've turned 40 or 50 or 60, reinvention after 40 is exactly what our guest, Robin Bobet, is all about. Robin, welcome! You have had such a fascinating career. You were a stylist in the 70s, and you actually started commercial modeling at the age of 60. So tell us a little bit about breaking down barriers in the fashion industry, specifically modeling, and how you got to be a model at 60. Hi, Diane. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I'm very excited to be on your podcast, which is outstanding. So, Diane, uh, growing up on Long Island, I used to pour over the fashion magazines when I was a little girl. And uh, 17, Glamour. And I would see this leggy blonde jumping through the magazine. And I thought, oh, my God, I want to do that. I want to be her but I had dark frizzy hair, a nose I hadn't grown into yet, and I could not compete or even entertain the thought of uh, being that kind of a model. But, so anyway, um, I internalized those feelings. I felt depressed, and but I loved fashion. So I thought, okay, I can't be a model, but I still want to work with models. So what I did was I went to FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology in Manhattan, and I started taking courses at night and they had a wonderful placement department. I needed a job. So what they did was they sent me to a catalog studio and they hired me as an as a stylist. And I thought, okay, oh. great. This is wonderful. I worked with all the big models in those days. I worked with Janice Dickinson. I worked with Kim <laughs> Basinger. Before she was an actress, she was a model. Yeah. Kim Dauber, yeah. who was in Mark and Mindy. Before she was an actress, she was a model. It was such an exciting time. And Catalog is where they made their bread and butter. Vogue is where they had the prestige. So um, that was my start. That's how I began my career. Then after that, I thought, you know what? I want to get into the world of high fashion. So I moved to San Francisco and I worked in the fashion office of iMagnon and Company, which is anyone... I mean, I work with the hot designers of the day, and uh, I was responsible for uh, creating the fashion shows, for getting the press, and it was so outstanding and such an opportunity. And so what I did was I worked with this one woman, her name was Mary Russell, and we did a, a, a... a project with her. She was the French 
editor for um, all these magazines, Elle magazine. And she said to me, if you're ever in Paris, come look me up. So what did I do? My dream come true, Paris. I quit my job and I turned up on her doorstep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was powerful. Let me tell you, Diane, I was all by myself. It was the most exciting trip I had ever taken. How old were you? you? Well, at that time, I was uh, 25. Wow. Yeah, I was I was Very a young So <laughs> but, how did yeah. you transition? And, and and I know how exciting it was to work in Paris because I actually was a premier um fashion entity for QBC when they opened up France. And you know, you're a little bit daunted by all of that and really for how many years, half century a century, we looked to France for how we should dress, how we should do our makeup. Right. Everything there right. was oozing fashion. But now you age on and you start to age out. And how do you get to the point where you're saying, I've got to break down age barriers. I've got to reinvent myself. Did you? Re- I reinvented myself literally at almost sixty years old. You started modeling commercially at sixty years old, but you talk about reinvention from forty on, which, quite frankly, now to me sounds like, oh, you're so young. But how did you come to that as your detra de raison? Your 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 reason for being and moving onward in life. What happened to you at 40 where you felt, holy moly, I got to reinvent myself? Well, you know, it, it was actually an interesting progression, very natural. It wasn't something that I ah. pre-planned. It, it, um, my husband is an advertising photographer. I was, uh, at this point, I was a print producer. I was in my 40s. And what happened was we decided that we needed to see more women over 40 who would be used in advertising ads. And we set out to make that happen. Um Yes, yes, it was it was uh, a plan. Um, I di- I found out that um, I I was approached by another producer. Uh, I started casting, and this other producer said, "You know, the advertising people are upset because there's not enough in the pool. We see the same people." over and over and would you join forces with me and so we could set up a a casting uh, company where all we did was find go out on the streets of new york and find new faces and i said oh let me think about that that sounds like a very intriguing idea now in the end he decided he did not want to do it he had had enough and he was going to retire but what did i do i decided to become one of the new faces that is great so wow that but that i I mean it was great 
My first job uh, was uh, a wonderful uh, pharmaceutical job where I was paid uh, quite well. Um, but then there was something about it that I thought, you know what? I much prefer being behind the scenes. And so ah. I started my casting. I used to cast all ages. And then I decided my reinvention was I am only going to cast women over 40. And not only did I decide to cast women over 40, and that was when I, I started modern age or casting, women started coming to me wanting to be models. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a coaching business that is going to be another offshoot of modern age or casting. So now it's modern age or casting and coaching. And so the you... women I Go the, ahead. the women I work with are outstanding. So what brought you I know exactly what brought me to the point of saying age diversity is not as evenly spread out as I want it to be. I had to turn into a chubby middle-aged woman that couldn't wear what she wanted to wear to invent the DG2 gene and have my whole life and my whole career go into the stratosphere at the age of 60. What brought you to the point where you actually, in a very organic way, have become a warrior for age diversity and against ageism. I, I would really like to know, was this always in the back of your mind that, that we should be able to see more imagery? Was it something that happened to you as you grew older and felt paid less attention to or given less respect? How did that happen for you? You know, first I want to say, Diane, what you did was brilliant. I mean, nothing short of brilliant. And I think the one thing that you and I have in common is this, this passion to show women. You see, my whole thing is showing real women out, you know, women, women feel invisible. And I, I said yeah. to myself, and I too, when I, you know, I'm 71 years old. So as I started to age and I started to see less and less of women like me. And you, yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I, I have the, we have a, a studio here. My husband's a photographer. It's time for me to step out and start making things happen for people of of diverse color over 40 and we we've actually formed uh we work with a uh a producer at getty images we take this this producer is an amazing herself an older woman and we said we need to produce images for advertisers where they can, and we had control. That's the most exciting thing. We yeah. could work with these women and direct them to show the power, to show the, how real they are. And my tagline is, where being real is your best asset. 
You know, that's so interesting because somebody just was commenting on my imagery on Instagram and then again um my my podcast and they said the real you are the real deal you are so authentic and i know that that yes. is something that i have cultivated and treasured and yet it works against me a lot where people just assume you're white haired so you're fragile you're feeble you're not all there and, and what i find is it was very difficult for me to transition into who I am today because, and I came out of breast cancer, decided I didn't want to dye my hair anymore. I was going to like be as truthful to the public as I could be, but stay in the public eye. And um, I'm very, in a way, self-conscious about it. I will walk into a New York restaurant, a Manhattan restaurant or event, and I'm pretty much the only one there with white hair. And I'm not sure I want to stand out that much, but authentic, yeah. And for me, in terms of fashion, when I invented that gene, I invented it as a protest against natural aging, which is putting on weight, having the fat migrate to your stomach. I couldn't wear the clothing I wanted to wear anymore. And I thought, you know what? It's hard enough to exude sex appeal at 60, period, but to do it when you can't use fashion as your foundation and your message, it's impossible. And that's out of almost a protest. That's how the gene for middle-aged women came to light. And for you, I have to thank you, really, Robin, because when I go to style myself, I have no imagery to follow. It's insane. It, you know, I always say if you're young, you've got 8 million starlets. And who do you want to look like? Um, Justin Bieber's wife, uh, Ms. Gomez, this one, Margot Robbie, impossible. Um, but when you get to be a woman in your 70s, we have nobody. Seriously. I can't say, oh, I want her hair. Oh, I want her eye makeup. Oh, I want her lip color. There's there's virtually no imagery. So when you train women, do you have a lot of women coming to you in the, your, their 60s, their 50s, their 70s, who have never really been in front of a camera before, but just decided now this is what no really yes yes in fact um first of all i would like to tell women if they go to my ig account my instagram at modern nadra casting they are going to see a lot of women that look like them so that's the first thing but the second thing is i had a woman who i met in Best Buy, and she was not a model. And I said to her, you should be a model. So she, she, you know, the thing that was beautiful and the thing that's wonderful about older women, they're like, if not now, when? Sure, I always yeah. wanted to do this. Her photograph came out so incredibly. I mean, it was very exciting. And now she's modeling. Uh, there's another woman in California, in LA that I work with. We work on Zoom. She was an author. 
And she said, I always wanted to model. She said, when I was younger, I raised a family. I didn't have the time. She is now 73. She might even be 74 by now. And she just, you know, we've been working together for a while and she just got an agent and she is stunning. Her name is Ruth Yunker. And uh, she, she is, you know, she said, I could be an influencer. I'm always asked to uh, represent products on Instagram, but I don't want to do that. I want to be a model. I want to be in magazines. I want to be in ads. I don't want to be an influencer. So, so um, you know, yes. Clark, Carmen was just named oldest model in the world at 94. Yes. And I used to see Carmen walking around um, 57th Street all the time. And one day, I think I must have been 50, and she was. 70 and uh, around 70. And I remember and we were in a lingerie store and I was thinking, oh my God, go Carmen, go. I mean, you're 70 and you're looking for sexy lingerie. Good for you. And I remember walking up to her and saying, you are one of the most beautiful women in the world. I absolutely idolize you. And I want to just tell Carmen's story for a second. So she was going out with one of the talk show hosts in about 25, 30 years ago. And they were boyfriend and girlfriend forever. And he had said to her, let me take the money you've earned in the modeling industry and I'm going to multiply that beyond your wildest dreams. And you know who it was? He multiplied it not with Bernie Madoff. When oh her boyfriend God. just suddenly dropped dead one day, she found out she was penniless at the oh age my. of 60. She was forced to go back into modeling. And frankly, to me, Carmen was more beautiful, more outstanding, more unforgettable at 60 mm. than she ever was at 20, 30, yeah. 40. She was just another brown-haired model, Italian, looked looked a lot like Babe Paley um, from that whole generation. And then it was suddenly, oh my God, a, a white-haired older woman can actually be beautiful and stunning. And I came out of a yeah. household, Robin, where my mother told me, life for a female is over with after 30. At 30, just give up. There's nothing left. So I I had ageism, tremendous ageism in my home, uh, my bringing, my home life. How do you see the public opinion of older women changing, which I certainly hope it is, but you must see it from a very commercial point of view, where maybe 20 years ago, you would never be able to book a white-haired model. And now I'm assuming that you do a lot of booking for pharmaceutical commercials on TV. But what about beyond that? You know, I, I'm going to tell you a story about what I see uh, as, as a change, a real change. Um, last Thursday in the New York Times style section, there was a photographer who did a street 
uh, story in, I believe it was New Zealand. What did they, who did, who did they put on the cover? On the cover, they chose, because there were a lot of images, they chose the woman in her 60s to profile this story and buried on the inside with the younger people. Now that to me showed real change because her style was the one that was being highlighted. You know, this inspirational, these are the aspirational women that we, and, and I looked at them and I was like, yes, this is exactly who we are. This is what people need to aspire to. You know, that's the whole thing. It's all about inspirational images. And there's another woman I got, I was, um, profiled in a in a newsletter and there's a woman who emailed me and she said I always wanted to model she was in her 50s she had white hair just like you and she said I thought I have wanted to reach out for you for so long um what do you think so what I did was I sent her, this just happened last week. I sent her pictures to our art director at Getty. And she said, I love her. Shoot her. So wow. next Wednesday on the 31st, she, she lives in Connecticut. We're working out the wardrobe. She's coming to our studio and we're going we're gonna to shoot her. And she is going to be a model. And you know something? My husband, who he knows how to direct it. It's very important if women want to get photographs, they must find somebody who knows how to direct, somebody who understands how to light. You know, we don't use different lighting for young and old. It's all the same. And that yeah, is... You know I, I find that um, it's even difficult for me, and I've been in fashion forever, and we used to use, I used to demand that our models for TV all be over 40 and, and have a diversity of body shape as well. But it is always the trend to come back in and start to put much younger models in there. So anyway, long story short, as a silver-haired influencer as well as podcaster, I was using and am using a red light wand on my face and neck. I really wanted to see would it make a difference, which it does. And then the company said we need influencers to promote our product. And uh, so my social media manager, I said, so let's apply for this. And, and it was very complicated. And then she said, I think you better see how they're approaching this. And wouldn't you know it, Robin, it was like a 25-year-old going, oh, Oh. I have one little brown spot over here, and I've been using the wand on it, and it went away. And I'm thinking, honey, <laughs> my entire face is a brown spot. What are you talking about? Oh. 
And Terrible. so, you know, once again, I was so disappointed in the company because actually their product is so great. But it was that whole attitude of don't go for real. Uh, you could also see, Robin, that she was a professional model. I mean, she was just cut and uh, had the bone structure and everything. So, okay, here we are again. 20-something model, totally perfect, saying, oh, I've got one little centimeter over here on my face. It's imperfect. Oh. And this wand was great. And I'm thinking, so unfair, so unfair, so sick yeah. of it. Yeah. And and so, you know, whenever I go to try to experiment with my image, I always think the same thing. And you and I are from the same decade, although I'm way above you there, but we're in our 70s. And I'm thinking to myself, we are the majority of America now because America is a graying nation like Japan. We are the spending power of America. We had the highest earning capacity. We saved the most money. We had the most disposable income after retirement. And a lot of us have decided not to retire, but to move on. Um, I can't understand what, what the phobia is because I think there are many industries that are missing out on billions of dollars because they don't address us. However, I am going to ask you one big kind of final question. What is your advice for reinvention over 40? I, I reinvented myself over 40. Then I reinvented myself again at 60. Then I reinvented myself again at about 72. Yikes. I feel like there's been a million me's. What is your advice for reinvention for women over 40? Keep yourself curious. Keep yourself open open get out there don't stay in your head experiment meet people if you you know that is to me that's how i did it you know you never know where one contact is going to lead you and it's going to take if you leave yourself open and you you lead your i i discovered writing at a late yeah. age when yeah yeah yeah, yeah me too. i never knew i never yeah. knew i mean that to me is is the golden key to unlocking what is in we all have so much inside of us that we're not even aware of so if you start going out and you start meeting people and you in you know i don't care where you live just get curious and say and and I used to say, I'm not an I'm not a writer. I can't tell you how many times I said that because I never tried. Do you One know, day, I'm now yeah. up, I, I just got contacted, and it looks like um, I'm being considered for writing my third book, which makes me a legitimate author. And I found it's a happy place for me. I'm a storyteller. I yeah. love it. So I get that, but I'm going to just go right, dive right back in again for final, final. Um, if you get into your 40s and you take that look at yourself in the mirror and you say, who is that? Go away. 
I want my younger self to come back, but your younger self is not coming back. Bottom line, how and what kind of advice and how does somebody begin to become a new person who is living within an age-appropriate face to the public? Because how we dress, the makeup we use, everything is is creating hopefully who you want people to believe you are how does someone go about that when every single model every single celebrity they push on a red carpet except for nicole kidman who's now 60 but looks 30 um (laughs) what advice do you give them to start renegotiating themselves Uh, You know, the first thing I think you really need to do is you need to, first of all, find the confidence inside yourself. You know, that is the one thing, you know, you were talking about working with first time models. You know, we we as older women are more comfortable in our skin and we have confidence that younger women just don't have that's the beauty of age you know age gives us it it gives you know we're smart we have experience you know this all those things you know so i'm going to use that as an example for somebody who is older and has always wanted to model and 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 i you see it it, that's the what i get so excited about that's where my passion lies is because a woman gets in front of that camera and she exudes all of a sudden who she is inside comes forth it's not, you know, it's not, and it changes what you look like. I'm just writing this down. I decided at a certain point, and especially being in front of a TV camera, that I had to age beautiful. And yet, I didn't know how. And the truth is, it is like being an explorer. They think Christopher yes. Columbus was a genius at finding America. I say any woman out there past the age of 40 or 50 who can reinvent herself into an older into an older self that has aged beautiful and is comfortable within her own skin. Yes. All of you out there, you should all be getting awards. But if you're having a hard time doing that, you need to come to Robin Bobay, and we'll give Robin's all her info for contacting her. And this was fascinating because you and I are both in our 70s and neither of us exude that old lady. Uh, I mean, uh, if you've ever seen any of the Medicare ads, it they're, they're so insulting and yeah. the last one I saw, the woman supposedly was 75, and she was like 100 years older in terms of attitude and look and, and than me. And I'm thinking, this is what young kids look at, and they think this is inevitable. Well, right. guess what? It's not. You, if you have the right attitude, like Robin, will 
always be too young to be old. It's all in your head and your heart. Robin Bobay, thank you so, so much. This was truly fascinating. And thank you for having me, Diane. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.